Good afternoon. Welcome back to the menu on uclaradio.com. Hello. I'm Henry. <laughs> I'm Belize. Sorry for the, um, yeah, late beginning today. <laughs> That's okay. I did a little introduction. We're glad you're here. Did you find parking? Yes. Uh, parking lot two was full, so I had to go to parking lot eight. And then parking took me a while, but... You're here now. I'm here. <laughs> it's okay. You can catch your breath. Yeah. It's I a relaxed show today. Yeah. Walking so fast. Um, and I had this sweater on. Um, so I was sweating at the same time. But I, like, I couldn't do anything about it because I was already there. So I was like, I just need to walk. So, yeah. That was my <laughs> warning. <laughs> oh, no. No. Rushed. You know, okay. Feeling good. So good. Good. Doing the menu on UCRadio.com right now with my friend Henry. So. <laughs> That's us. You better be tuned in. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what we ate this week. Yeah. You go first because I didn't have much that was special. Um, I'm thinking. Or do you I... want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. So yeah, I'll give you a second to think, and also mine will be short, so mm-hmm. you have you have like that. Um, I did not have much special at all. Um, one thing I did want to say was that Pico re-Instagrammed my picture. <laughs> oh! Yeah, from um, when we went to Pico. Um, that is cool. Shout out. I know. Shout out to Pico. P, not the street, the restaurant. P-I-K-O-H. Um, and let's see. Oh, I had a very lovely um, potluck with my gardening club. Mm-hmm. Um so pretend you have $200 to just blow at Whole Foods. That's what we had. We just could blow it and on anything we wanted. Um, so we got a cake, we, or actually a fruit tart. It was beautiful. Uh, cheese and bread. Vegan Miyoko's cheese, too. That shit is dank. Um, fruit, salsa, um, hummus, all sorts of sauces. It was like dream come true. Because when you go to Whole Foods, it's like, uh, I can only get like three things. And it's That's true. 30 bucks. Yeah. But we had all this free money. So that was fun. And then um, finally, I had jellyfish jerky the other day, which was very strange. Um, you might be thinking to yourself, that sounds disgusting. Why did you do that, Henry? Um, well, it was free out in the <laughs> science uh, quad. What do they call that? The science thing by I've bomb shelter. I don't. I don't go there. So. <laughs> I stay away from yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a North Campus. <laughs> um, it was an art installation essentially, um, and a way to get um people more concerned about the climate while they snack, because a lot of people. Um, they think about the climate when they think about mm-hmm. dinner and, and meals with red meat and stuff like that. Or not a lot of people, but mm-hmm. men, um, young people, I guess. Um, but not when you snack. Like, I, I realized that, that um, when you snack, you're like, you want to fix. You want mm-hmm. something that's corn and crunchy yeah. and fried and stuff. But there's there can be lots of problems with... Um, you know, corn, 
products um, in a bag, you know. The bag isn't um, necessarily biodegradable. And corn is a monoculture, so, um, you know, if it collapsed, it would do very big harm to our society. So I thought it was a very interesting installation. The jellyfish jerky Mm -hmm. was weird in itself. Um, It was cool. Because it was invasive species, so it was like, oh, you can eat these and it's fine. Um, They were like these little strips of salty, chewy, dehydrated jellyfish. (laughs) Um, And they put, like, different sauces on them. I had a banana ketchup from – where was that from? I forget. And then, like, this collection of Indian curry spices. Mm. And – Spices were tasty, but the jerky was just like eating chewy sea. Um, Stewart described it as a rubber band that was on a fish. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, not doesn't sound appealing. No, (laughs) but it was interesting. And then I we also ate an ice plant, which Mm -hmm. is an invasive species here in California that grows by the sea. Um, It tastes very salty and watery. It was interesting. I don't know. It was very cool. Um, just the sort of installation. That's what I did. That's what I had. That's pretty cool. Um, I went to Lodge Bedco. Um, Again. Yes. <laughs> I go there all the time. Um, and it was my friend Zoe's last morning. And she was like, I want to go somewhere close to the airport before I leave and get breakfast with you guys. And I was like, Oh, Lodge Bed Co. Like, you have to go there. And then, so me, Sophie, Zoe, and Julia went to Lodge Bed Co. I got an almond butter toast, which was, like, the almond butter is so dense and creamy. Like, I don't, I've never had almond butter like that. Because usually when you buy from Whole Foods, it's, like, very, like, um, a little bit more, like, liquidy. It's, like, oily. Yeah, oily because, I mean... Because they, um, they like blend it completely, and when you blend it completely, it becomes like a little bit less dense. Mm-hmm. But Lodge Breadco does not blend it completely so all chunky. the way, so there's a little, they're like little chunks. It's still a little dense, and like I just, I'm just like, I just wonder how that must be, the taste must be when they make it fresh and it's kind of like hot, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they sprinkle some sea salt and it's beautiful. The bread is, as always, amazing. And Zoe got an avocado toast, which she also enjoyed. Um, Sophie got a vegan sandwich, um, which I also had before. And it's it's delicious. What's on it? Uh, I don't remember. They have some like this tahini uh, sauce inside and just like a bunch of veggies, veggies with like sprouts and like you know what I was gonna when I imagine a vegan sandwich I imagine sprouts and I just like oh yeah mm-hmm. I fucking love <laughs> sprouts yeah I I love the it's like you know a sandwich is not something that you usually um, you know think about when you think about something you know healthy or nutritious but when I think of sandwiches I just think of like these like really um, like big sandwiches with like full of like tomatoes and cucumbers and like a lot of greens, and I just get really excited about <laughs> that. Um, yeah, and um, Julia got the huge sourdough 
cinnamon roll. Oh and it my god! Was, it, it's it's like the size of my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so so big, and because they make it with sourdough, and it rises, and it's like the crust is very like dark. It's almost kind of like bready, but they have a, like a cream cheese frosting on top, and it looked beautiful. I wish it was vegan, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I'll I'll try to make my own sourdough cinnamon roll when I can actually make sourdough. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> need a starter. You need a starter and everything. Yeah, that's my summer project. Learning how to make bread. That's great. Yeah. Um, it's not, really not that difficult. I know, but like. I wanna. Um, I was reading like Tartine Bakeries mm-hmm. the way they make their bread and stuff, and like, it's a lot of. I'm like, sure that's it's a lot of stuff. Sh- I'm sure. Th- I mean, it's yeah, a lot of that's steps. incredibly complicated. I mean, yeah. that's that's some of the best bread in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you know they uh, have perf- some perfected yeah, method. It's yeah, yeah, and it's, if I'm gonna make bread though, I don't want to just like. You know, add yeast and well, make it wait well, for like I mean, what? You can't. One hour. What? You I think wanna... you're going to, okay, you, let's say you're, what, you want to start <laughs> painting? Oh, I, I want to paint like Picasso <laughs> my first time. You have to start at the bottom. You That's have true. to start somewhere. That's true. You start with your four ingredients. You try it a billion times and then you're good. And then you're like... Tartine. Yeah, that's why I need your rationality <laughs> on the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, tr- it's, that's, yeah. Uh. <laughs> bread making is interesting that way. Yeah. It's like you think, oh, it's bread. Like, it's, you know, it's like either, you know, it's going to be good. Either way, like, uh, but there is an incredible range of, mm-hmm. of I guess, skill and thought um, that can go into the process from the very, very mm-hmm. basic you know, four ingredients, what is it, water, flour, yeast, salt, to those ingredients, but the process completely altered and changed and perfected. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge, incredible range. I think that's pretty interesting for a, a relatively simple, like, recipe. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, Anything else you had this week? Um, yeah, I had Native Foods last night before um, getting beers with you <laughs> mm. um yeah i got the one of my favorites soul bowl um i yeah it has kidney beans brown rice um veggies like kale zucchini cauliflower and these like little chicken strips like um um they're like like tempeh or not temp- they're probably from seitan or something but they're like breaded and like fried um, yummy yeah so they're like crunchy and then a bar- like a barbecue sauce on top so they that usually they, they usually that. like in the restaurant they serve it with cornbread but either they were out or they did not involve <sighs> in my i ordered it or they did not involve in my thing so yeah um what so yeah so michelin guide announced the winners of michelin stars um Two days ago, I think. Mm-hmm, third. Um, yeah. And so they're coming up with their um, Southern, not Southern, California. Yeah, it's a California-wide California guide, guide. California restaurant guide. And yeah, so. So a lot of what? A lot of, there was a lot of, um, or hmm, should we start with the one stars or the three stars? Um, let's start with the. There are no three stars. Right. That's the fucking tea. Yeah. That's the tea. So. 
<laughs> I don't know. So the, so there well there are three stars for San Francisco and the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So restaurants that received three stars in the past, like uh, French Laundry, mm-hmm. right? Um, what else? Um, Baru. Mm-hmm. Um, so very very famous San Francisco and NorCal restaurants um, have retained their three stars. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the three star restaurants right now. In the world or, San- or California? Uh, in in U.S. And it's like 11 Madison Park, right? Yeah, 11 Madison Park, Atelier Klen, Mas- Massa, Le Bernardin. Wait, Klen? That's, um, yeah, that's, that's California, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Um, um, so that's another one that received three stars mm-hmm. this time. It's it, What it seemed like is that restaurants that had three stars in 2008 and 2009 that are somehow still around um, yeah. received them still, mm. received them again. Saison, um, which is I think an Asian-inspired tasting menu restaurant up in San Francisco that has historically been a three-star Michelin restaurant, um, lost a star. Mm. Um, yeah, went down to two stars. Um, which is kind of a big deal, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, but we don't give a shit about Northern California right now. That's not true. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> we're, we're all about Los Angeles. We right? are about LA. Um, yeah, actually, I was reading what Hayato wrote on their Instagram. I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, it was very insightful, I, agree. I think. Because, so Hayato Restaurant got two stars. What, explain what oh, no, they are. One star. One star. They got one star. Yeah. And it's a bento, Japanese bento restaurant. Mm-hmm. And as well as, what do you call it? Yeah, Izakaya. Izakaya? Izakaya. Is it also that? Mm-hmm. Don't they do a tasting menu for dinner? But the, but he also yeah, does bento yeah, box. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, and, and it's new. It's very new, and it's apparently amazing and, um, you know, a great restaurant. And... Um, they wrote on their Instagram page, um, for a professional chef, a Michelin star is not something like a trophy that you win and just put on the mantle for the rest of your life. When guests see this and come in, they do not come out of respect for what you have done. They come because they have an expectation of what you will do. If you choose to participate and identify yourself as a Michelin star restaurant, then there is an obligation to live up to the responsibility that comes with it. Um, and he he continues, it is the ultimate privilege as a professional chef to work in such a setting and make a living at it. It is not something we take for granted, which is a very, I guess, mature and decent way of like putting the Michelin Awards into words because I feel like the conversation has really been like, oh, we're happy that it's kind of back, but I know that they're not going to treat us the way we want to be treated. But it's just like cutting down onto basics and being like, hey, this award still exists. And what this means is that as a restaurant, we aim higher and we want to give, we want to give the best service to not only our customers, but also to everyone who works in that restaurant and always like push ourselves high. Exactly. They yeah. a lot of it is doing it for themselves, uh-huh. you know. They want just like NBA players. He he mentioned that. He mentioned sports, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. he, they want to be great. They want to be the best. There is a drive, you know. Yeah. Um 
in them that says mm-hmm. I'm the best. I want to be the best, and they don't stop working. It's yeah. the same. It's the same stuff as in the mm-hmm. restaurants. So, I I agree. I think that's probably the best sort of interpretation of the Michelin star. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be flaunted. Oh, we have Michelin stars. It's about. It's a reflection of, I guess, work and. Mm-hmm ingenuity that's put into something like this um so maybe we should go through some of the uh restaurants in mm-hmm. la that received michelin stars um in alphabetical order i have the list here bistro Nas. um we were it's um an upscale uh chinese i believe um yeah an upscale imperial chinese cuisine mm-hmm. uh we were told about it by um our very first guest, Hangry yeah. Diary. They said they were very big fans. Pretty cool that they won a Michelin star. Um, they were at the LA Times Food Bowl as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? Um, we have Cut. Which is Wolfgang um, Puck's Steakhouse. Yeah, Wolfgang Puck's Steakhouse. And I'm... Yeah, I'm surprised that cuts there and not Spago. Right, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Spago did not receive any stars, did it? I know. Um, it's interesting. I thought it would because, yeah. It's, 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 it was revolutionary. Yeah. Um, next is Dialogue, a an, a new, within the past two years, um, extremely elevated tasting menu um, in Santa Monica. That's one. These are all one stars, by the way. Um. Yeah, and then we talked about um, Hayato, which is a bento mm-hmm. box slash izakaya restaurant. And we have Ka- Kelly, um, a Californian restaurant in I don't really know them. Hollywood. No, me either. Um, I want to... Yeah, it's a... Hmm, it says contemporary California cuisine plus eclectic wines. Huh. Yeah. Um, right, Kali. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. Kato also received a star. A Japanese or Taiwa- Taiwanese? Taiwanese. Um, tasting menu restaurant. They also have a um, uh, like a lunch deal where you can get like a fried chicken sandwich. Um, but that's like the only thing on the lunch menu. It's cool. Um, and they, they the chef of Kato won a Young Gun Award. Mm. Um, and then we have Le Comptoir, which is, um, it's a eight course vegetable inspired tasting menu. You're kidding. Showcasing seasonal ingredients. I've never heard of that. That's perfect for you. Yeah. Where is it? Um, all, it's, it's probably, I think it's in, oh, it's in Hotel Normandie. I, I think no that's in way. Um. It says West 6th Street. Cool. Yeah. And. Apparently, the seasonal ingredients are sourced from their own organic urban garden in yeah. Long Beach and their local farmer friends. How cool. That is pretty amazing. You should go there. Yeah. Um, I would love to. <laughs> Next up is Maud, uh, receiving only one star, which is wild. Um, Maud uh, is an extremely revolutionary seasonal... Tasting menu here in LA. Um, it's beautiful. The website and the food is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and then we have a few sushi mm, places. Yeah, but. Mori Sushi is one of them. Um, you know, obvious from the name, it's a Japanese sushi place. 
Um, Mazawa bar. Um, Q sushi as well. Shin sushi. Yeah. Um, is sh- let's see. Is, I think shibumi is also um, sushi. And what about shunji? What's mm. that? Let's see. Oh, it is Japanese cuisine. Yeah, um, a lot of Japanese influence. Right? Yeah, so very nice. It's very cool. I think we I touched I talked about this in one episode, but mm-hmm. um, sushi is just such an art form that it really lends itself to the Michelin. Mm-hmm. You know, there are lots of similarities between like French small plates and sushi. Just the yeah. careful, the mm-hmm. you know, the precision and the um, care that is taken into preparation. Yeah, you're totally right. It's it's almost like an art form. Exactly. That, yeah. Um, and we have Osteria Moza, mm-hmm. um, which I'm, you know, I'm happy about that. I'm happy that it got, I still haven't been there, but I'm a fan of Nancy Silverton. So huh. like, I'm glad that it got a star. Have you been to Pizzeria Moza? No. Have no, you? I have. Uh, I want to go. Yeah. So Pizzeria Moza did not get a star, but Osteria did. It's like they're sit- mm-hmm. more fancy, like. Yeah, and then I think you've been to Rustic Canyon, right? I have not. I have not been to oh, Rustic Canyon. I thought you... Yeah. I've been to Milo and Olive. Oh. No, that's it. <laughs> that's I haven't. It. <laughs> I wish. Uh, it was on my list. Um, I have not been to Rustic Canyon. Um, but it is, It is. yeah. Rustic Canyon is a, is a beautiful um, Santa Monica establishment. Not tasting mm-hmm. menu. It's... it's um, a fairly casual, like it's not, you know, it's not casual, but it's relative to a lot of these other restaurants. It's fairly casual. They use Santa Monica Farmer's Market ingredients. Um, yeah, I'm very happy that they got a star. I hope the prices don't go crazy. And then um, Taco Maria, the only Mexican restaurant in LA area to receive a, st- uh, mm-hmm. a Michelin star. Um, it, It's a very well- known and well-renowned taco um um, escalated tacos fancy nice cute tacos um in oc um reviewed very well by jonathan gold and la times um and then finally um finally yeah (laughs) which is also a tasting menu i believe french french Mm -hmm. tasting menu Moving on to two stars. There's not that many. There's only a total of six in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Naka is Nikki Nakamura. I, I want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. Um, it's um, Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's uh, a Japanese kaiseki cuisine, yes. and she has an episode on Chef's Table, which everyone should watch. It's an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. It's so, yeah, that was um, a shoe-in, basically, probably L.A.'s finest restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it received two stars. Um, next up is Providence, which is a long-heralded um, seafood, French seafood restaurant. Um Tasting menu, very exciting. Um, the chef just, the chef of Providence just won a James Beard Award for the West Coast uh, for best chef in the West Coast. Um, 
Somni, mm-hmm. which is in Beverly, which hotel? It's in a Beverly um, Hills hotel, I'm pretty yeah. sure. No, not Beverly Hills not, hotel. Not, but one of a uh, Beverly Hills hotel or something, Oh, right? yeah. It's a... Uh... And it's a, a newcomer, another one that opened like last year. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's at SLS. What's that? The hotel. What hotel? I don't know what SLS, SLS is. Hotel in Beverly Hills. That's the name it's, of the It's the name of the hotel. <laughs> and it's, it's by Jose Andres. That's right. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Wow. It's a tasting menu restaurant mm-hmm. by him, which I really want to go. <laughs> it's extremely expensive, yeah. but um, a beautiful yeah. new addition to mm-hmm. LA's tasting menu repertoire. Uh, two more Japanese uh, sushi restaurants, Sushi Ginza Onodera and Urasawa. Um, received two stars. Uh, no, notice no uh, Matsuhisa or Nobu on these mm-hmm. lists. <laughs> mm. I I'm like not like surprised that they're not in it. No, I know. I think yeah. a lot of people who maybe aren't aware of sushi excellence mm-hmm. in LA might think that those are the peak. You know that yeah. sushi can get. Yeah. Because it's very Instagrammable. Um, and finally, uh, the final two-star restaurant in L.A., also a relatively newcomer, is Vespertine. The experimental, psychopathic, dark side of the moon uh, tasting menu restaurant from, what's his name? Jonathan something. Who? Vespertine. Oh, I forget. That's okay. Jonathan. He does Destroyer as well. Um, that's all right. Look up, look these up. So the two star, the height, the Jordan height. Jordan Kahn. Right, not Jonathan. Yes. Jordan Kahn. I'm sorry, Jordan. <laughs> um, and no three stars for Los Angeles. So um, let's start good. What what do you what do you think they got right? What do you think the Michelin um, guide got right? I. Hmm. Honestly, I've never been to any of those restaurants, I think. Dang. Let yeah. me see if I have. So I, do, I don't really know if they are right or not. But what interested me even more was not the stars, but um, the Bib Gourmand list, mm, yeah. which is what Michelin does, like which is a list of restaurants Michelin puts out that contain more like affordable restaurants and I was looking at the list and I think I like that list better because it's kind of like it has Republique um yeah that's kind of crazy it didn't get a star to me yeah Skrull didn't get a star either they didn't even get on the big guy did they no I think they did um Skrull um oh they did yeah um Marisco Salisco is also in there. Um, yeah, but so, so yeah, so let's so a lot of great restaurants on this bib guide list. Um, yeah, uh, Casilla, Barmash, Broken Spanish. Um, what else? Father's Office, which is a big, yeah. very big, because that's a pub mm-hmm. um, and a, a bar basically. Jitlada, John and Vinny's, Kismet. These are more of the restaurants that I've been wanting to try for the, you know, the restaurants that are on my list. Mm-hmm. Major Domo, which was surprising. A lot of people thought it was going to get a star. Yeah, and like what's good about that is that 
it kind of shows how people in Los Angeles eat. It it's does. like a good representation of how, you know, how the Los Angeles scene is. But the thing is that it's like Bib Gourmand is about like, oh, we find hidden gems to complete, you know, the selection, like more accessible for diners, blah, blah, blah. And it's it, like, oh, those restaurants are not hidden gems. Like Michelin Guide has not like presented me anything new that I did not already know. Like we all like we all dine in these places, you know, mm-hmm. we haven't just discovered them. Mm-hmm. Like we go to Pizana, we go to, um, you know, those taco places and yeah and it's yeah it's a, it's like yeah i'm also like so i would have wanted to see something new like even if you haven't been to those places you know these and like some of them i feel like they're there for like for like um to just like have their name on there for the sake of diversity mm. like because they are good places but then it's i i don't know i'm a little i'm a little critical about the michelin guide and the way they do things right now because it seems like they want to include los angeles but then it's i i would i would have wanted to see like more places in like san gabriel valley mm-hmm. and like um you know all these other um places that have great local food that I did not know about. And it's like them putting, I don't know. Um, yeah, them, yeah, them putting like, you know, the, the most well-known like street food on the Bib Gourmand is, is kind of like, oh, we know about Los Angeles, you know? Right. We, we haven't forgotten yeah, these Yeah, we're here. Yeah. You're not, you're not. Yeah, familiar. like we know our job. And like they probably do. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I I actually appreciate the Bib Gourmand Guide mm-hmm. more than the Michelin stars. I agree. I These agree are. On that. I mean, there's a bias here, right, towards basically um, French um, or, 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 or restaurants or practices that have come from like mm-hmm. French food practices, basically tasting menus, seasonal tasting menus, which don't get me wrong, are beautiful and amazing, but. They are catered to, I don't know, certain class of individuals. And so, and there was also, you know, no no Mexican restaurants, no Korean restaurants, no Thai restaurants um, in a city that, no Filipino restaurants, in a city that, like, is full of amazing Mexican, Thai, mm-hmm. Filipino, Korean restaurants. Um, so that's really, really disappointing. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I think the Bib Gourmand list does a better job of encapsulating, um, a fuller, not the full, but a fuller breadth of what LA has to offer. It's just a shame that some of them weren't acknowledged as star worthy, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading, um, Bill Addison's take on the Michelin Guide. Um, yeah, who Bill Addison is the LA Times food editor. What did he say? Uh, I mean food writer. He says, I just can't much trust the tastes of nameless auditors with cryptic rating systems. I, 
and then it says, I'll assist the Los Angeles portion of Michelin's California Guide with four words, well-intentioned but condescending. Mm, um, exactly. Yeah, he he also touches upon like the uh, thing that I talked about. Um, um, yeah, he says like, I'm fascinated by the columbusing tone of discovery the company continually promotes. And then um, the Michelin process, particularly in a city as diverse as Los Angeles, smacks of carpet bagging. Mm-hmm. We're told in promotional materials that their assessors know plenty about food and wine. And that's it. Um, I have no problem with striving for anonymity. As a critic, it's hell to maintain. But it's so much easier to evaluate a place when you don't have to filter your experience through fawning service and rattle cooks. But we have no clue how much knowledge about cuisines these mystery figures possess or the framework around which they build their critiques. It's very true. It I is. think that's very well written. He's awesome. I really, really, really in- like the two new um, mm-hmm. uh, LA Times food reviewers. Very much so. They're, they're very authentic to me. I think that's a great, great take. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I like how he's so eloquent when yeah. he's like, you know. Expressing himself. Yeah, yeah I agree. They, who knows? Who knows who these people are? Who knows how much they know L.A.? I, I don't think they do based on mm-hmm. their reviews. It's a very biased system. Unfortunately, it it's uh, imp- important, I guess, in or not important. It's it's held very highly in the food world but um you know i think it's time to recognize that there's more to food than michelin yeah i completely agree um los angeles is a very unique dining place and even though michelin star can inspire chefs and you know restaurants I don't think it should be a guide we take too seriously on the basis of um, recognizing, acknowledging, and representing Los Angeles. Yeah. That was, well, this is our show. Yeah. That was our penultimate show of The Menu. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we'll have one more show next week next wednesday at 12 noon um only on uclaradio.com make sure you tune in yeah we'll be here for our last show for our last show i i cannot stress that enough last show last show <laughs> thanks for tuning in again make sure to tune in yeah next ah. wednesday at 12 noon um have a great afternoon You are listening to uclaradio.com.